And we're back. This is Dump on the Ump, season four, episode three now, right? Thank you for yep. listening. Mm-hmm. My name is Joel. With me this evening are Sam and Eli. Gentlemen, how's it going? Good. How's it going? I'm good, Eli. Doing very well. Thanks for having me on, Joel. Oh, yeah. This is our returning special, special guest, Eli. Very excited. <laughs> He will repeat appearance. Repeat appearance. He will teach us about baseball. He knows a lot about baseball. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening. Hey, and thank you for listening last week, ladies and gentlemen. We got some good. Uh, we had and good, sex bots and <laughs> sex bots. <laughs> Whatever you may be, I was looking at our stats on SoundCloud. So we got eleven views last week, which is. Pretty good for us. Uh, 20 tends to be my goal. 11 is fine. It's still off-season. But in the last 24 hours, we've had 56 views, which is, like, way a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, a uh, lot of sex bots. A lot of sex bots. And I was scrolling through our stats on SoundCloud. You know, top country is the United States. But a distant second right now is the Russian Federation. Um, so... I didn't know Vladimir Putin tuned into your show. <laughs> yeah. They're big, they're big Red Sox, they're big baseball fans over there. Right. Little known facts. In, they love baseball, they're just terrible at playing it. <laughs> I actually <laughs> bet you that there's more truth to that than, than we think. Um, top cities, top cities, let's look at our top cities, this is interesting. Uh, number one, Portland, Oregon, what's up? Portland, thanks for listening. Uh, hey, number two, Providence, Rhode Island. Thanks, Eli. Hey, <laughs> Single-handedly, bringing uh, Providence into number two. Um, number three, Toronto, Canada. Uh, go Blue Jays, mm. right? Yeah. And ho- That's probably Jose Bautista. Jose yeah. Bautista. <laughs> Uh, thank you, Jose Bautista, for Yeah, because he stopped following us on Twitter, but I'm pretty right. sure that he still listens <laughs> to the podcast. Uh, number four, Windsor. That's classic ex-girlfriend move. You know? oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Ignoring <laughs> you, but actually secretly following up on everything you do. Yeah. Uh, Windsor, California. Crew, C-R-E-W-E, in the United Kingdom. Huh. So that's cool. Uh, Columbus, Ohio. Go, go Buckeyes, I guess, kind of. No. No. Nobody, no. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, listeners. I mean, thank you, Columbus, yeah. but yeah. we hate your team. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, Columbus, Ohio. Sorry, Columbus. You're cool. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not that cool. Um, number seven, Sydney, Australia. That's cool. <laughs> yep. Good day, mates. We've talked about Australia. <laughs> we, we've talked about Australia, I think, quite a bit on this um, podcast, actually. Oh, cool. I actually want to talk about Australia today. Yeah, so. we will. That's good. Yeah. This is for you, Sydney. Yeah. We're, getting, we're getting there. Number eight, Aschaffenburg, Germany. Guten Tag, ah. Aschaffenburg. Number nine, Damam, Saudi Arabia. Cool. Huh. Uh, number Sorry. 10. Give us some of that oil money. <laughs> yeah, Masalama, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> number 10, Cupertino, California. So that's Mark Zuckerberg, right? 
Is it? Is that like Silicon that, Valley? Yeah, that's Silicon, Silicon Valley. Silicon Valley. There's like some guy there who's just <laughs> developing an app that listens to every single podcast right. on the internet yeah. simultaneously. <laughs> um, and so, so number 11, not quite breaking into the top 10, at number 11 is New York, New York. Um, oh, cool. Yeah. So Well, that is not me. So. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Okay. Sounds like you're developing quite a cult following there, Sam, at number 11. Yeah. I just, I don't listen to the podcast, so I'm not juicing the stats. Okay. Because, I, I, well, let me say this. I'm a little disappointed because I feel like half of my friends live in Portland, Oregon, which is the number one town on the list. And uh-huh. my, my other half of friends live in New York City. <laughs> you know, I guess you know who your real friends yeah, are. Yeah, Exactly. Of course, Illinois is nowhere on the list, so I guess I shouldn't right. even be talking. Um, you don't have a lot of home hometown support. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let, let's let's make sure that we note that there's some strong love coming from well, uh, a little room. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> well, so around the world, from Demand, Saudi Arabia to... Providence, Rhode Island. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, yeah, a lot's been going on lately, actually, yeah. in the world of sports. Where, where it's do you go? It's been a really busy week. Um, do you want to start with NFL, or do you want to do baseball? Well, can I actually say something real quick? Because I feel like we do this a lot. Like, we'll choose a walk-up song like we did today. Mm-hmm. And, like, Sometimes just leave it at that. Everyone, yeah. sometimes we're just like choose a song that we like or that you know we heard and wanted to hear again or whatever. But sometimes, like today, we we choose a song and it has a meaning behind it. And I don't explain. And it. then we just like start talking about like the Simpsons and butts and like never come back and like explain how we came to this side on that song. And so I think that maybe we start off. Because we chose that song that's Blitzkrieg Bop, uh, which is a cover, <laughs> right? Isn't that yeah. what it's called? Yeah, yeah. It's cover by Rob Zombie, and it was the walk-up song of Jim Tomei. Uh, the reason that we played it being that the, uh, the, the Hall of Fame vote just happened yesterday, right? Or... A couple years ago, yesterday. Jim Tomei was elected into the Baseball Hall of Fame, along with some others. Um, and, you know, Chipper Jones' walk-up music sucks, and we couldn't find Vladimir Guerrero's walk-up music, so we wanted uh, Rob Zombie. And no, no, one's, no one's quite sure who Trevor Hoffman is. <laughs> hey, he was a closer, wasn't he? No? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Not entirely sure. I the name <laughs> rings a bell, but I gotta be honest with you. He hasn't played for a long time, so I can't quite remember. <laughs> so Trevor, he probably listens to the show too. I'm sorry, Trevor yeah. Hoffman. Sorry, Trevor. Yeah, tra- sorry, Trevor. <laughs> um, so Jones and Tomei were both elected in their first year of eligibility. Yeah, and Chipper Jones was elected with like ninety eight percent of the vote, yeah. which is huge. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, not that, not that there was any doubt that he would be elected in first ballot, but he there's only been like five other people who had as many votes as he got. Okay, uh, which is pretty big deal. Yeah, uh, Trevor Hoffman, by the way, was a closer for 
Milwaukee or uh, sorry, San Diego for more than a decade. <laughs> oh yeah, well yeah. there you go, yeah. San Diego. <laughs> I yeah. think every time we mention San Diego from here on out, we should say. Milwaukee. Oh wait, San Diego. <laughs> no, he, he ended. He ended his career with Milwaukee. That uh, six hundred and one career saves. One point oh six. And below three for his ERA. So pretty impressive stats. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, yeah. And when did he play? Uh, he ended his career, I think, in two thousand ten. I want to say, okay. but. Well, they all would have ended their career yeah, in the same that. year, right? Well, no, you can be first class, which means that the first time you're on the ballot, you're voted in, and you can keep coming up on the ballot, like Kurt Schilling. Right. Um, would just missed the cut this year, and he's been at the on the ballot at least a few times, I think. Oh, I thought Trevor Hoffman was a first balloter also. No. He, no. he could have been, but I'm not sure. No, I don't believe uh, 2010, Tony. he ended his career. I believe okay, Tony. so it's five years, right? Yes. Just... Yeah, you have to be out four or five years. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and Vlad Guerrero is this his first year also? I think he is a first balloter, but uh, I would have to check his stats. Um. So yeah, Edgar Martinez, uh, our friend Jesse is not here. Jesse is. We we should talk about what Jesse's doing at some yeah. other point. Because it um, sounds illegal. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but it's not, but it sounds It like sounds it. very illegal. Uh, yeah. But Edgar Martinez came up 20 votes shy of Hall of Fame enshrinement on Wednesday. Um, and I know my Twitter feed was actually pretty full, full filled up with pissed-off Mariner fans. Um, Martinez won the Outstanding Designated Hitter Award five times. When he retired, the award was renamed the Edgar Martinez Outstanding Designated Hitter Award. Right. Um, so I thought that was interesting. He played 18 seasons all for Seattle, hit 312 and 309 home runs. Now, was he ever caught up in the uh, steroid scandals? Oh, he would be in the right era, wouldn't he? Well, but so was Jim Tomey. Yeah, I mean, all of them of a certain age yeah. were. <laughs> yeah, like everybody, literally everyone who's on the Hall of Fame ballot right now. Yeah, from that era. Right. <clears throat> uh, but um, that's big. That's big news for designated hitters everywhere, specifically right. Big Poppy, David right. Ortiz. Right. Because there's nobody who's in the Hall of Fame as a designated hitter primarily right. as of right now. Right. Um, and it would be huge for the position. It'd be like a kind of acknowledgement of its existence as an important part of the baseball framework if somebody, Edgar Martinez, being a perfect candidate, right. would make it into the Hall of Fame. Right. And I guess it's kind of... Um indicative of the people who are Hall of Fame voters that he's they still, you know, denied him, albeit by a close margin. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, it's really interesting how people are voted into the Hall of Fame, right? Because it's um, primarily sports journalists. Right. Unless I'm 
I, I'm getting this wrong, no, but they, there's a pool of them and they all vote. And so to some degree, it's greatly subjective. <laughs> I mean, you know, of course, statistics have come into play, but, um, you know, I, I, I can tell you that Kurt Schilling has a reputation outside of baseball for being just the biggest jackass. Oh, yeah. We, right. Yeah. A real um, unpleasant person. That's yeah. come up a couple of times right. in, our, in our podcast. Yeah. Is that and key? so nobody's nobody's backing Kurt Schilling here. Yeah, right. But that's what I mean. You know, you look at you look purely at his statistics, and you would think, "Wow, how is it that this guy isn't in the Hall of Fame?" Uh-huh. But but then you take into account all the subjective parts, uh, and the, it becomes perhaps a little bit more clear. So is Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame yet? No, no. Is he on the ballot? Nope. Does he get even placed on the ballot? Yeah, he's on the ballot, and he's been getting more and more votes every year. Uh-huh. I think he ended up with like 50%, okay. which you need 75. Okay. But I think he started out at like 25. So he's him and Roger Clemens both are like improving every year. Oh, wow. Yeah, huh. Which is a good sign. Uh-huh. Um, Manny Ramirez is not. Yeah. Huh. Manny Ramirez is kind of just languishing at languishing at twenty five percent. Yeah, I think I think what you'll see as the years go on, though, is that a lot of the what a lot of people say about the classes as of recent is that they're really pretty um, powerful. Like, there's just a lot of really big names that are in the mix right now, uh-huh. and there's at least some suggestion that uh, as goes on that pool the strength of that pool will actually weaken which will open the door for some of these names like Manny Ramirez for instance to to sort of become the front runner right so what do you guys think I mean do you and you just like in your opinion should the voters be looking only at stats and on-field accomplishments or should they take into account character and and I mean, with Bonds, it's steroids, but when you and now we're like, you know, most if not all of these people were part of that steroids era also. Right. Well, like, I think that... Is it legitimate to vote against Kurt Schilling because he's, he's an asshole? I think so. Yeah. I think, I think it's the Hall of Fame, you know what I mean? It's not like the Hall of Excellence. Huh. That's a good point. So it's right. like you know, I feel like Vladimir Guerrero yeah, right, probably. Right. I feel like Vladimir Guerrero probably got higher vote totals um, <clears throat> than some other players, maybe who were better than him, uh-huh. uh, based on kind of his like crazy flair for the game. You know right. what I mean? Yeah, like he would he would take balls from his shoelaces and knock him out of the park. You know what I mean? Or like he'd like hit a ball above his head and hit a home run. He'd just like swing at all these crazy balls and hit everything. Uh And like, he'd do like crazy flips, you know, catching balls in right field. He had this real kind of like attitude and like, you know, uh, kind of signature style. You Uh know what I mean? Uh It felt like he could throw the ball from right field, the corner of right field all the way to third base, six feet off the ground on a line (laughs) all the way too. Yeah. I've seen him do it. Yeah. 
So, uh, so he, had, yeah, he had some he had some flair to him, is what you're saying. He had some flair, and he also had just kind of like this. You know, there's a lot of players who are like like the Greg Maddoxes who were not like you know the student of the game and was like really technical and perfect in everything he did. And then there are the like Vladimir Guerreros, which are like crazy, like gifted superhuman athletes. You know, right? Well, and Jim um, Tomey. I mean, Jim Tomey's thing is he was kind of universally beloved. I feel like wherever he went, he's right. You know, excellent at baseball, but more you know more than that is that like he kind of constantly found himself as. You, this binding force on baseball teams and had this image right. of, you know, just a just a nice, friendly guy that everybody liked to be around. Right. He, yeah, yeah, I mean, you look at, you know, what, what, do, you, what do you guys think Jim Tomei's career batting average was? I bet it's like 250. Yeah, I was going to say, like, yeah, I'll go 245. Yeah, so I, I, it's actually a little bit higher than I would have guessed, too, at 276. It's 276. But, you know, the, the general rule of thumb is if you're not batting 300, you're not going to make it to the Hall of Fame, right? Right. Uh, but he so also he, had 500 home runs, right? 612, yeah. yeah. So he, He's yeah. top 10 all-time? Is he in the top I, 10? He's, I don't think he's top 10. Um, well, I, I'll look it up, but I, I think... Yeah, he, yeah, he he makes it at six ten, just below King Griffey Jr. Just below King Griffey Jr. That's funny. I have very fond memories of playing like I think it was MLB like two thousand seven, and playing as the White Sox and the combination. And this is like a year to the year after they won the World Series, and the uh, Jim Tomey, Jermaine Die like three four batting lineup was so much fun to play because you'd hit you'd hit a home run like in every other game. <laughs> yeah. like, Jim Toby would end up the season with like ninety home runs and Jermaine Dye would have like eighty four. That's what I remember of Jim Tomey is that like every single time he came up he was either going yard yeah. or stretching out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, yeah. you, guys want, you guys want to play a fun fun game trivia game? Yes. Sure. Okay, so there are three members of the over seven hundred home run hitting club. Uh-huh. Can you can you name them? Yeah, A Rod, Barry Bonds. Over seven hundred. Nope. Oh, he's not. A Rod's not one. Barry Bonds is one. Barry Bonds and Hank Aaron yeah. and. Uh, uh, okay. Wait. wait. Hank Aaron, where's Babe Ruth at? Yeah, that's the three. That's Babe, Babe Ruth. Okay. Is the third one. So Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth. Do you want to do the <laughs> 600 home run club? There yeah, are nine. Let's, yeah, let's do this nine in the 600 home, home run club. And you said Jim Tomey is the 10th? Uh, no, so Jim Tomey was actually, he's number eight all time, and Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, and Babe Ruth are also mm-hmm. in there. So you're just shooting for one, two, three, four, five more. Okay, A Rod. <clears throat> yep. Ken Griffey Jr. Ken Griffey Jr. Yep. Uh, How much did see. Roger Maris hit? Did he just have the one really good year? Oh, well, Mark McGuire. He's Mark McGuire. 
Mark McGuire is not in it, surprisingly. Is Sammy Sosa? Sammy Sosa just made the cut at 609. Okay. How many more do we need? Um, how many more so do we you're need? Just, you're missing two. Two more. Jose Canseco. <clears throat> no Jose Canseco. No. So, so far you have Barry Bonds, Hank Aaron, Babe Ruth, A-Rod, Ken Griffey Jr., Jim Tomey, Sam, Sammy Sosa. Manny Ramirez? He's not in that club. How many did no. David Ortiz get? I think they're both in the 500 home run club. Give us a hit. Um, which is much more extensive. What One, position did they play? Oh, is it okay. Frank Thomas? Uh, no. One is, uh, both, both are outfielders. Wow. Which doesn't really narrow it yeah, down. Yeah, that doesn't really narrow it down. Is it Vlad Guerrero? Uh, it is not, but... Oh. He had 500 home runs, didn't he? Yeah, he's, he's definitely in the... I would imagine definitely in the 500... Joe DiMaggio? No, no. Um, so one of them was um, a center fielder who spent most of his career with the New York... Um, San Francisco Giants. So we're way back. Willie Mays? Is it Willie Mays? Yeah, Willie Mays. Yeah. Cool. All right, one more. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the other is actually pretty surprising. Like, I was quite surprised. Give us either the team or the era. Is it uh, Jim Edmond? Nope. This one? Edmond? This guy is more recent. Um... I'm actually just checking to see if he's he either is still playing or just retired. No, he played last year. He played last year. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I give up. Um, what team did he play for last year? Last year he played for the Anaheim Angels. Oh, oh yeah. Fools. Raul Abanez? <laughs> <laughs> nope. It's not Pujols? It, it is Pujols. I'm sorry, I didn't, yeah, I didn't hear yeah, you. Pujols. Yeah, the worst player in Major League Baseball. <laughs> Wait. Yeah. No, he's, he didn't play outfield. He, well, first baseman, left fielder. So he, he played a long time. He's DH now, but for the Cardinals, he would have played. Was he playing? Yeah. That's funny. That's a lot of home runs. They had over 600 home runs. I'm very impressed with that list. Right, and Pujols hasn't hit any in like three years. So there you go. That tells you how <laughs> right. <laughs> he, he did that all like before 2015. Yeah. <laughs> cool. All right, I, I got to go through the end. So it's, it's, it's Babe Ruth, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, and then Pujols... Bond, A-Rod, Jim Tomey, Sammy Sosa, Mark McGuire. Who did I forget? Not no, Mark, Mark, not Mark, Mark McGuire. McGuire is not, not Mark a part McGuire, of that group. Mark, but Sammy Sosa is. Yeah. Right. Which is interesting because I, without looking, would have thought that Mark McGuire had more. Yeah. Here's the crazy thing. Here's the crazy thing. I'm going to say something very controversial right now. Babe Ruth was good at baseball. 
Yeah, real, real controversial. <laughs> well, just think about that. He is still on that list, and he played like 30 years before Willie Mays. Like, think about that list on a timeline. You've got like Babe Ruth, and then 30 years, and then you have Willie Mays, and then you have 10 more years, and then you have Hank Aaron. And then you really have nobody until the steroid era of the 90s and 2000s. Right? That's true. Yeah. So Babe Ruth hit his fifth, 500th home run in 1929. Uh-huh. Um, it looks like the next closest date was Mel Oat in 1945. Oh, yeah. I thought it was Ott. And I then mispronounced names. Ott, yeah, yeah, Ott. Yeah. That's my thing, and then it wasn't t- mispronouncing names. Don't steal my thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then what? And then the 60s. Yeah. How many so, home runs? Yeah, I mean, yeah. he's he was great 60s. then, and he's been great ever since. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's something I like to think about, because I, th- I think it's, it's pretty uncontroversial to say human beings are generally better athletes today than they were 80, 75, 80, 90 years ago, right? Better nutrition better health and exercise. We have access to steroids. They just, right. like, drank and did cocaine. Like, right. like the doctors but gave them They had alcohol. better access to cocaine, probably. Right, exactly. Because <laughs> their, like, team clubhouse doctor was like, oh, <laughs> yeah. hey, babe, you look a little tired. Here's a little pick-me-up here. Exactly. You know? but he, yeah, let and me, he did that. Let me that. dust a little of this cocaine <laughs> on your cigar before you go out to the dugout. And he, he did that, you know, in that old-timey accent, too. You know, radio, he can't do it. Yeah. Hey, see? Um, listen, see? There it is. You're a little, yeah. little tired, see? Yeah, there it is. Good job. Put a little listen your nose. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but think about, like, the crazy athletes who just dominated those sports back in the day. To the, to the right. degree where, like... No one would come close for like fifty years. Um, I can't yeah. think of it. Who's the guy? Beam. Well, there's still nobody in baseball to this day ever who has a pitching line and a hitting line like Babe Ruth. Right. Maybe. And possibly, no, never. There never will be. I mean, probably there never will be. Right. Because he's got like a hundred wins, right? I I don't know. We should look that up. He's got a lot of. He was a very, very good pitcher. Yeah. 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 Uh, he was like. <laughs> oh man. He he. Yeah, I I think that too. You know, when he was playing, it obviously you couldn't just like pop onto the internet and look at his stats. So the draw that existed around him was like, you know, on par with going to the circus or something. You know, you yeah. went to you went to a you went to a Boston or when he was a Yankees Yankee game to like see this unbelievable thing. It wasn't even a human. He was he was beyond human. Yeah. Um, yeah, he like is the definition of Hall of Fame because he was like, you know, an amazing baseball player, but also just kind of like a larger than life personality for the media. You know, <laughs> his, like loved was like loved branding himself. 
His career, his career war is 183.7. He had an average of 342 and won 94 games. 94 games. He's got like a career ERA of like two, you know? Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, 2.28. Yeah. <laughs> That's sick, dude. No one is ever going to do that again. No. That was like, you know. I mean, you could make an argument that he's just like, oh, wow. could hit the ball, couldn't really field very well, or whatever. But like, you can't take away that pitching career that he had. Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, man. Yeah. I don't know if you're looking at. Oh, that started. I thought that was saves. Eli, I don't know if you're looking at the same thing I am, but his 1916 season with Boston. That's amazing. He went. Here he goes. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Are you making a drink? What? Oh. I just heard a lot of noise. But yeah. Oh yeah, my headphones fell out. Oh, okay. oh for a second. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, his nineteen sixteen season with with Boston. He went twenty three and twelve. He had an ELA of one point seven five. Yeah. Um. He had an ELA plus of 158. He threw 23 complete games. He threw nine <laughs> shutouts. He threw nine shutouts. He pitched 323 and two-thirds innings. He gave up zero home runs. Zero. 323 innings give up zero home runs. Well, let's look at his next year. 35 career games. Jesus Christ. Complete games, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah. That, that's, but what's interesting <laughs> is if you look at his corresponding uh, batting seasons in those two years, he didn't do anything. So I think during those two years, he must have only been focused been on pitching. pitching. Yeah. Right. Probably and then, pitching. But, yeah. Right. So when he was with Boston, he really did a lot of pitching. And then his last two seasons with Boston, they're like, oh, you can also hit. And he batted 300, <laughs> 325, 300, 322. <laughs> And then, you know, of course, we traded him to the Yankees with a bunch of dumbasses. Yeah, yeah. For what? What did you trade him for? But An opera house. A washing machine or something. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, the guy who owned the Red Sox was, like, obsessed with the opera. And he, was, like, ran out of money building this opera house. So he, like, sold Babe Ruth to New York for money <laughs> that he then used to finish his opera house. Huh. <clears throat> I did not know that. That's fascinating. True story. True story. Oh, what? Ah, check, check, check. I'm still upset about it. Yeah, you should be. You should be upset about it. <laughs> That's what makes the sports great. Even though you guys have won, you know, what, three? Three World Series? Is that right? Yeah, recently. 04, 07, and 12. 13. 13, yeah. The Boston, the... This is all fucking... Oh, man. This is all fucking city. Like, okay, getting back to the Hall of Fame thing. Ortiz is going to be in the Hall of Fame so fast. Yeah, just first be, Just because yeah. of his, his personality and, like, his celebrity. You know, because of his stats, I'm not... He's a great baseball player. But we talked about, oh, you know, why is no DH in the Hall of Fame yet? Maybe Jim Tomey We're now. just waiting for Big Poppy. Well, does Jim Tomey count? He played DH for a lot of his career. 
He was he played more base. at first base though. Yeah. And he played left field for a while too, I remember. Oh, okay. So yeah, I mean I'm just saying what we were saying is that the the voters tight asses about letting in a DH is gonna relax when they get to Ortiz. Right. Well, yeah. And like the whole he's like and even the two thousand face of the game. Exactly. And even the two thousand four <laughs> season like he had so, how many of those big moments in '04 were his big moments? A lot. Yeah, a lot of them. Yeah. And uh, in all of like you know the last World Series he played in, he batted like 700 in the World Series. You know, Was crazy that, did, shit. Did you beat St. Louis in that World Series? Yeah. Yeah. So you beat yeah. St. Louis twice. Yeah. 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 In yeah. Colorado. And the Rockies. The Rockies. Who I believe are still the only NL team who has played in a World Series and has not played the Yankees. Really? I know at the time that was true. I'm trying to think if anyone's done it since then. Because they've only gone the one year and they played the Red Sox. Huh. I believe that is true, but I'm not positive. Uh, well, that was fun. <laughs> so, do you guys want to talk about football? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Did you yeah. watch? Did you watch? XFL, the... preferably. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let's go XFL. Let's go. With... The XFL is coming back. Yeah. Okay. Go, Sam. Yeah. Tell us it's about that. It's funny, like, baby. I don't know if any of you Russian sex bots out there remember the X. <laughs> XFL, <laughs> but basically, it's like a football league that was started by Jim McMahon, who is the commissioner of not only the XFL but World Wrestling Entertainment. Uh, it is real, real sort of like character in that you know entertainment, sports, wrestling, television. So the XFL is basically you have all of the pageantry of the world WWE, and then you also have like all of the concussions of the NFL, <laughs> and it's like a beautiful mashup of like traumatic brain injury and like hitting each other with you know styrofoam chairs. <laughs> oh, man. That was a really great synopsis. That was really well good. Yeah. That's <laughs> so do we know, are the teams going to be the same? Or the cheerleaders are going to be the same, right? That's like the whole point of XFL, right? Violence and, I guess. and skimpy cheerleader, cheerleader outfits. That's, you're thinking of the NFL. <laughs> no, it's like the XFL is like a more risque version of the NFL, if you can even imagine it. I remember, it, I remember the, like, the first round of the XFL. That was like in the 90s. And they like... Encouraged like elaborate um, end zone celebrations, and the cheerleaders were like in like bikinis, like they didn't even have cheerleader outfits. Right, and there was no like bad sport. Like the idea was that there was no like bad sportsmanship. Uh, like yeah, they encouraged you to like flaunt it in the other guy's face, um, and they had a team in Las Vegas. Which I guess is, you know, not as risque now as it was 20 years ago. 
But really, yo, the Raiders are going there. Yeah. <clears throat> really, the bullshit about this is that this is more like the age of Trump has taken over everything now. Yeah, well, you know that uh, McMahon's daughter, Linda, yeah. is the head of the United States Small Business Administration. And she's run for senator, like, at Which, least twice. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, in, in Connecticut? In, in Connecticut, yeah. Because uh. <laughs> she, she... Yeah. <laughs> that, that one... That one was... Uh, Vince McMahon, who rushed the original XFL into existence without so much as a full slate of off-season practices to prepare for the league's inaugural year, said he learned his lesson from one of the XFL's biggest initial mistakes. Right, well, that was the thing. When it got, like, down to it, the XFL was just, like, bad football. Like, it was like, yeah. they, were, they were marketing what was essentially, like, minor league football and trying to make it a big deal. Yeah. Yeah, well, they say, because when it first started, it, you know, in theory, it's got everything that you want. You know, it's like high entertainment, and it's in the off-season of the NFL when everyone is itching for Sunday night right. football. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's got the recipes it's got all the things you need to, to succeed, but as you said, then when it started, it was like, oh, wait, this is terrible sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so what are the teams going to be? That's what I want to know. I don't know. Do you think that they're going to like extend an invitation for us to name the teams? Oh, I hope so. Because I feel like we've kind of made... Not to make a pun, but we've made our name on coming up with team names yeah, good for off-market cities. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to find. I'm I'm scrolling right now to see if I can find the list of teams because I really want to know right now of the old teams. Uh, the new teams is what I'm looking for. Maybe oh. It's going to be like the Scottsdale <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Arizona Pirates or something yeah. like that. It's, right. gonna, it's all going to be in like deep Trump country, I think. You know what I mean? Like this is, feel, I feel like Donald Trump is behind this reboot. Yeah, I think you so know? too, yeah. And it's like every single one of these players is going to stand up for the national anthem. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Okay, so according to Wikipedia, I don't know if this is the old XFL or the new XFL. I'm guessing this is the old XFL. They were the Birmingham Bolts. So you're talking uh-huh. about small market towns in Trump in Trump territory. Yeah, the Birmingham Bolts. Also, very unoriginal, stupid name. The Chi- Do better Birmingham. Yeah, the Chicago Enforcers. Uh huh. The Las Vegas Outlaws. Okay. The Los Angeles Extreme, X-T-R-E-M-E, Extreme with an X. Uh Uh-huh. The Memphis Maniacs, also spelled with an X. Yep. The New York, New Jersey Hitmen. 
That one's pretty good. I kind of like that one. <laughs> I think I think I, the classic is that they're the New York, New Jersey hitmen because they listen to That's a right. podcast that the Jets really should be the New Jersey Jets and the Giants the really Giants. should be the New Jersey Giants. The, yeah. the Orlando <laughs> Rage, the Orlando Rage, and the San Francisco Demons. And and if you're thinking of it like WWE, the San Francisco Demons are definitely the, like, heel of this league, right? They're, yeah. like, the hippie... Uh, uh, devil worshippers from from the sanctuary city of of San Francisco. Right. Yeah. 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 And they're gonna lose to the I don't know the, New, the Memphis Maniacs. <laughs> <laughs> maniacs with an X. With an X. Maniacs. Yes. Is it like a crazy person holding an axe that's their, like, mascot? I hope so. Just with, like, spiral eyes, you know what I mean? Or, like, really bloodshot eyes, just a giant axe. Uh, <laughs> oh, they played at the Liberty Bowl. Oh, my God, you're right, Sam. The alternate logo is a guy with spiral eyes. Is it? Yes, it is. Knew it. I knew it. <laughs> God. The XFL has got to hire me, like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, this is, like, my destiny job. <laughs> like, branding for the new XFL. Oh, man. Right. Yeah, the, the logos of the XFL are way cooler than the NFL logos, yes. for sure. Yes. Next yes. time I have a day off, I'm going to go out to Stanford and talk to Vince. <laughs> and just be like, listen, bro. <laughs> this is what we gotta do. This is like, you want this to succeed, you just put me on six <laughs> figures. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's really exciting. Uh, and, and hopefully, we'll be successful and spur the return of my favorite arena football. Arena football uh, still exists, doesn't it? Does it? I thought so. Yeah. Well, apparently it's not. It's not really my favorite. Apparently, <laughs> <laughs> it still exists. <laughs> but that's like you know all of the brutality of football with the walls of hockey. <laughs> right, and it's faster. Yeah. Which. Yeah. Yeah, Tampa Bay. Which is amazing. The Tampa Bay Storm Arena Football homepage. Yeah. Yeah, it's still arena football. I, huh. just, I would like, uh, Tampa Bay is a powerhouse in arena football, apparently. Right. Maybe, Maybe that's uh, why they're so bad in regular football. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Actually. Ooh, speak, speaking of regular football, uh, <laughs> it would be remiss not to mention that uh, Patriots are on to yet another Super Bowl. I know. So, eight so, eight Super Bowl for Tom Brady and Bill Belichick. Yeah. So, I, is there anyone else on that team who also is in their eighth Super Bowl? No. I, no, I think that's no. it. Yeah. It's just no, there's great. like that old old ass man who's like the the offensive line coach is not hasn't been with them the whole time. Well, he retired and came back, and I don't know if they went to a Super Bowl Without. while he was retired. Yeah. It could be. 
but they've they've had some serious churn without with with exception of the coach and the quarterback. Right. Yeah. Well, I actually read an which is understandable because it's over such a long period of time. Yeah. Well, yeah, but apparently, like, and also the way that football works is that teams turn over. Like, I read this article this year that was about how this Patriots team that's going to the Super Bowl this year is about 50% new from last year. So, like, about half right. the team this year did not was not on the team that went to the Super Bowl last year, which is, like, huge turnover. But pretty standard in the NFL, I guess. The other thing I read that I thought was interesting was that um, uh, if you, SB Nation took a look at the Eagles and the Patriots um, rankings as high school recruits, as high school football recruits, you know, the one-star, two-star, et cetera, up to five-star uh, system that colleges use. And on that uh-huh. system, the Eagles are much better as, like, highly... They were much more highly recruited people. So, like, the Patriots do a lot more of, like, getting guys that nobody else knows and turning them into star football. Bill Bill Belichick's... That's his M.O. He he often... It's why he's so good with the money. It's these players who are undrafted and or no one's heard of them... And or no um, one wants them. No one wants them, and he fit he fits them into a really unique role on the team that just fits his offense, and that's how he's been able to succeed. Because then he has this huge pot of money that other people, most other coaches have already, or general managers have blown uh, on one or two big stars that he can go out and get, like a Brandon Cooks. Or yeah. um, you know any other big name that he might need halfway through the season. Yeah, that makes sense. It's, it's it's part of their success, his ability to do that. What's interesting is this week in the lead up, because you know, of course, this is the week before between right. the okay. AFC Championship and the Super Bowl. Uh, Tom Brady, who throughout his long and successful career has not been the biggest attention seeker outside of football. Like he had historically has not done like a lot of endorsements or appeared in, you know, he, for whatever reason that hasn't really been his ML, uh-huh. but he just, well, he just endorses to, weird shit. He endorsed like men's yeah. Uggs. Right. <laughs> Aston Martin. He's like the Aston Martin right. spokesmodel. Yeah, and like a, a, he had a weird, really weird mattress ad this past year too. Um, but today, actually, he he, ha- he dropped a, a documentary published on Facebook called "Tom versus Time," and it's you know it's I haven't seen it, and I assume that if I watched it, I'd be totally enthralled because I'm a big Patriots fan. But it is sort of like you know sickening timing wise you know the marketing behind it all is just sort of like as as attention seeking as you can get right uh-huh. yeah well you know my opinion of Tom Brady you, know Tom Brady. you think he's awesome right. he's your favorite he's my favorite <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, <laughs> I watched I watched the AFC Championship from the the same bar that I go to. Shout out Esquire. Um, <laughs> hey, that's what we should do. Um, and. <laughs> And I got there in the third quarter, and the Jaguars were up 17-10 to 10 at that point. And my first thought was like, ah, Patriots are going to win. Right. Like, <laughs> I, I looked up. I hadn't been paying attention to the game at all. I was like, motherfucking Patriots are going to win. And then the Jag- and I sat down with uh, my friends, and, and they were all Eagles fans. And this is before the, the NFC game. So they were like kind of bandwagon Jaguar fans, but not actual Jaguar fans. Sure. And That's your kind of crap. That, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> my friend was like, oh yeah, it's been a great game. Like, Jacksonville's defense, they're playing lights out right now. It's been really fun. And But like, the general attitude of the table was like, but the, we know the Patriots are going to win. <laughs> like, right. No, the Jaguars are playing great, but you yeah. know. Yeah, exactly. Fourth quarter's coming up. Yeah. <laughs> Even with, like, and then the Jaguars went up 20 to 10. And some people were like, oh, they can do it. They just, I, I, I don't know if somebody literally said this, but they probably did. Like, they just need to get a couple first downs. And then, like, Jacksonville literally did not get another first down the rest <laughs> right. of the game. So, it was It'll just be like. a higher game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just, I think I think a really good way, like a, a great juxtaposition between these two franchises is that I don't know if you saw, but after the Eagles won the NFC Championship, Philadelphia basically was burned to the ground. I think I saw someone take like a Land Rover up rocky steps, you know, mm-hmm. and and like people were just going. And it was a cop. It was a cop <laughs> Right, and so like, and then and then you you know flash over to New England, and and people are happy that the, the game happened earlier in the day, so they can get to bed early on a Sunday. And, and the only difference is that you know we've we've been through this within three hundred and sixty five days, you know. So like, what that means to two geographical areas is 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 well depicted by how their fans react. That's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And you guys read about the whole uh, greasing the streetlights with Crisco, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what happened there? Just before the game, the police went around the Uh. city of Philadelphia and greased all the streetlights with Crisco so people couldn't, like, climb up them. No. That's so funny. I didn't watch the NFC game because... Uh, I went and did an escape room that night. Have you guys ever done an escape room where you have to like solve? A, you pay twenty dollars first of all, and then you have to solve like a series of like, twenty dollars. Somebody locks you in a fucking room, and then you have to figure out how to get out of it. Yep, <laughs> that's exactly it. Uh, it was lots of fun. I had a great time. I just did uh, it for the recently for the first time. Joel, and yeah. I found it to be very fun as well. Yeah, yeah. It's fun. You got to go a little bit buzzed, I think. Yeah. The first time I did it, I was a little bit more than buzzed, and I was not helpful to my team. <laughs> you just, like, kept trying to throw a chair through the window? <laughs> but Joel, that window's painted on. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'll get his out. That guy's out here, no problem. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. Um, Alright. I got one question. We got eight minutes left. Okay. Yellow. The color yellow. Uh huh. I was thinking about this the other day. I could not. I could get. Of American professional teams that are not from the city of Pittsburgh. Oh, okay. Yeah. That are not from the city of Pittsburgh. How many of them have a primary color of yellow in their scheme? That's not gold, but is actually yellow. Uh, how about the Rams? Do they have yellow? Um, they used to. Yeah, that's a good one. I didn't think of the Rams. Now I feel like they are mostly blue and gold. But oh, oh yeah, it might be gold. You're when right. they were in St. Louis, it was definitely yellow. The only one I what about the Cleveland Cavaliers. Yeah, they brown yellow. They get some yellow. They've got yeah. They do have some yellow. They what are their colors? Their colors. Oh, definitely. Uh, it's like red, red, black, and yellow. Yeah, yeah. And golden. Well, is Golden State blue and yellow, or is Golden State blue and gold? Like, I, they're gold. I don't know. Yeah. I, the thing is, it's like people say gold, but that shit is definitely yellow. Right. You know, it's not like it's not sparkly. Nothing is sparkly. It's like clearly yellow. Right. Do people like, just uh, not? This, Chargers, uh, San Diego Chargers. They had like the famous powder blue and gold uniforms, right. but that shit is yellow. Yeah, definitely <laughs> yellow. <laughs> they just don't own it. People just don't want it. According to Wikipedia, the Cleveland Cavaliers colors are wine, W I N E wine, gold, uh-huh. na- gold, navy blue, and black. No, they're not mm. wine and gold. They're fucking red and yellow. Yeah, red and yellow. Right. How about... <laughs> There's no fucking wine coming out of Cleveland either. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. That's not Except wine. For, unless it's like LeBron arguing with the ref. Oh, you guys have to talk about LeBron's fun. tweet. That was pretty funny. Or oh, Sam, oh, you have to talk. God. Oh, oh, That's he... the stupidest shit I've ever seen. You know? <laughs> hold on, hold on. The Rams colors, according to Wikipedia, ready... Millennium blue, mm-hmm. new century gold. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Millennium uh-huh. blue, new century gold, and white. Okay. Who comes up with this? Uh, what about the Lakers? Oh, yeah, that's shit's good pretty one. yellow. That's pretty wet. Yeah, that's pretty yellow. Purple and yellow. Uh, I bet you they call it gold. I too. bet you they I call bet, it gold I bet they too. Call it yellow. I bet the Lakers. I bet the Lakers go in. Hold on. Oh, yeah. So did, did LeBron get his, his points or what? I wasn't paying attention. He did, yeah. Yeah. Cavs he only needed gold. seven. Nope. Lakers are purple, gold, and black. <laughs> yeah, I think I got to side with Sam on this one where you can call it gold all you like. Yeah, it's yellow. So the, the yeah. shit is yellow. It's yellow. Yeah. If it doesn't sparkle, then it's yellow. Right. The San Francisco 49ers, that's gold. Yeah, that's yeah. Like sparkles. Yeah. That's gold. Right? It sparkles. Yeah. It's sparkly. Yeah. yeah. It's a metal. It's just a dark yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's like mustard yellow. 
Um, if we include hockey, the Boston Bruins, right? Yeah. Sure. Oh, holy sh- Oh, my God. I looked up the Golden State Warriors. Are you ready? Royal Blue, California Golden Yellow, and Slate. Oh. Golden Yellow. Slate. What are they, rocks? (laughs) (laughs) Huh. This is rock-colored. I have a rock-colored jersey. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, everybody should rename their their, um, team colors something absurd. Yeah. Uh, trailblazers could be like I don't know pine tree black I bet they are rose red right and Oregonian Pinot Noir red exactly yeah, there it is there it is yeah get everybody to go get good Oregon Pinot Noir everybody go buy Oregon Pinot Pinot uh, yeah wine it's delicious what about the oh, we're uh, just, oh we're just plugging now Hopefully, hopefully we'll get picked up. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. Are you trying to do some on-air advertising right now? Yeah. yeah. Well, we're just hoping that we'll get a sponsor. Oh, yeah. Because we want matching jerseys. <laughs> and, and XFL naming rights for at least one franchise. How about uh, Utah oh. Jazz? Kansas City Chiefs. I thought the Kansas City Chiefs were the yellowest team I could think of. They are red, gold, and white. The hell? What the hell? I think the Utah Jazz are pretty freaking yellow. Yeah. We'll try the Utah Uh, Jazz. And and how about the the blue? Oh, the pack of blue. How about the Blue Jays? (laughs) (laughs) No, the the hockey team. The The Blues. Blues, but they uh, have yellow in there. Who would uh, win, the Utah Jazz or the St. Louis Blues? <laughs> I don't know. Might as well throw the Milwaukee Padres. I mean, the San Diego <laughs> Padres in there. Either <laughs> that yeah. fight. Navy gold and green, according to Wikipedia. People just don't like the word yellow, I think. Yeah. Is what we're yeah. discovering here. It's got to be it. It's got negative connotation of yeah. some sort. yeah. Right? Like, what, you want to be like Pittsburgh? I don't think so. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Wait, but Pittsburgh calls it yellow, obviously. Black They've got yellow, to go as black and, and yellow. yellow. Yeah. 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 Well, that's what Wiz Khalifa calls it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. It might not be what the, you know, the Steelers are calling it. They call it steel. Wait, no. Oh, damn. Steel gold. Steel, <laughs> steel gold. <laughs> Uh, uh, steel they call black, black, steel black gold. and gold. According to Wikipedia, it's black and gold. Even the Green Bay Packers are dark green, gold, and white. Maybe this is a, a Wikipedia thing. Cause I like, think you might be onto something. Yeah, there is a serious conspiracy against yeah, yeah, yellow going yeah. on right now. Because look at the Packers. That is not gold, right? The Green Bay Packers. Yeah. No, none of it's gold. It's all yellow. <laughs> it's all, it's all, it's yeah. fucking, if it doesn't sparkle, then it's yellow. That's the way it works. Right, right, right. All right, got to wrap it up. What else have we not? The Oregon Ducks on Wikipedia are green and yellow. There we go. Hey-oh. Hey-oh. There you go. Yeah. But they're not a professional team, but yeah. Right. 
I would have been but so pissed. Be. I would have been so pissed if I went on the internet and the internet told me that the Oregon Ducks colors are green and gold. No, fuck you. Ducks do not have right. gold feet. Ducks do not have right. gold bills. They got fucking yellow feet and fucking yellow bills. <laughs> Motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. That's fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. We should write should a, letter. a letter. That should be yeah. a letter for this week, Joe. Yeah. Like, write a letter to all of these teams to be like, if your shit doesn't sparkle, then it's yellow. Um, all right. So, so let's write a letter to Vince McMahon. Um, I'm just going to go see him. I'm oh, just yeah. going to, like, <laughs> hop on the train on my next day off. The, the world headquarters is in, is in Stamford, Connecticut. Right. So it's, like, very close. Right. <laughs> So I'm just going to go over there and talk to him. <laughs> okay, but what... I'm mo- like, Vince, we got this podcast. <laughs> you should check it out. Yeah. And also, you need to give me a job if you want to be successful. <laughs> yeah. If you really want to see this thing fly, you're going to need a name. <laughs> These teams. <laughs> Birmingham Bolts? I don't think so. <laughs> so what are they going to be called? Oh, I don't know. Birmingham burros, <laughs> and it's like a drunken donkey with like a shotgun. Uh, yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, what would the would you keep the was it the Memphis X Men or was it the Nashville X? It was Memphis. The, no, the Memphis Maniacs. <laughs> yeah, maybe it would be the Ma- Memphis Maniacs Men. Maniac. That's too much. Yeah. Well, yeah. you've got to insert random ass X's into words where they don't belong. <laughs> right. Yeah. Chicago enforcers. That's what they are called. Yeah. Chicago. Can we do? Can we do some rapid fire, Sam, where we say the name and you say what it should be? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Good. Okay. Definitely. Okay. So we'll just we'll just do the top five here. Uh, okay. The Chicago enforcers. Just call it Chirac, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, the Las Vegas Outlaws. Uh, what about the Las Vegas... Uh, uh, what about the One-Armed Bandits? Because <laughs> that's like slot machines, you know? Oh, right. yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, quick. Okay, Los Angeles Extreme. Well, Los Angeles is going to lose their team, first of all, because they just got two NFL teams. Oh, yeah. Right? Right. I don't know. Um, it doesn't seem like one deterred the other. So, <laughs> so the extreme the extreme are going to move to Milwaukee. I mean, San Diego. <laughs> I mean, San Diego. Right? <laughs> no, they're going to move to Milwaukee and become the Padres. <laughs> right. Well, they could be like... The San Diego, like, Padre, Padrex. Yeah, you know I, mean? yeah I was just thinking. But, that. like, the X is pronounced as an S, so it's like the Padres, but with an X. And it's like, uh, you know, do you ever watch that show, uh, what the fuck, King of the Hill? And they watch that Spanish soap opera that's like that, it's like that Mexican uh, priest, he's like a Catholic priest, but he just has all of these guns, you know what I mean? It's like an action, <laughs> he's like an action priest, he's like got up the abs, you know what I mean? Uh-huh. That would be their, that would be their mascot, fat guy. 
<laughs> All right, Memphis Maniacs. That could stay. That's pretty good. <laughs> I thought you might think so. <laughs> as long as it's like a crazy axe wielding like maniac with spiral like, eyes, he's got a spiral. spiral eyes. Eyes. <laughs> yeah, I think I think its logo needs some work, so you have to talk to Vince about that. Mm-hmm. Who's next? Uh, New York, New Jersey hitmen. <sighs> the New York, New Jersey. <sighs> what is the? Uh... The Holland Tunnel. The name? Yeah, the Holland Tunnel. No, I'm trying to think of like... That's it. No, the Bridge Gates is what they're called. Oh, Oh, the Bridge Gates. Yeah. Sick bone. Right. And their their mascot is just Chris Christie. With his shirt off. (laughs) Sitting on the beach. Just like, he's just roaming the sidelines being like, Woo! Woo! Just like screaming at people. Is that the last one? Is there another one? Uh, yeah, no, there's one. one. This is the last one. Yeah. Orlando Rage. Oh. No, the San Francisco. Oh, this. Yeah, there's one more. Yeah. So, Orlando. Uh, Orlando. I don't know. I got nothing. The Orlando like. Uh, On chap. <laughs> the Orlando theme parks. Strip malls with three Z's. I just want Disney to, like, yeah. buy that team, and then I want their mascot to be, like, a deranged oh. Mickey Mouse. Oh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mickey Mouse from the South Park episode, you know? <laughs> You're going to do what I say. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, last one, San Francisco demons. Uh, Yeah. San Francisco snowflakes, definitely. <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> That's definitely the San Francisco snowflakes. And it's just like a liberal on Twitter, yeah. like correcting somebody's grammar. That's, <laughs> That's, the, That's the mascot for that scene. And they're like the, and you know, they're like the heel of the league for sure. It's like everybody hates them. (laughs) Oh, all right, ladies and gentlemen, it's been a good one hour and six minutes. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, My name is Joel. With me are Eli and Sam. Listen to Dump on the Ump. Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, iTunes, SoundCloud. Hey, Sexbox. Sexbots, thanks for sticking with us. I really yes, appreciate sex it. Us. Sex, sex, sex us. Sex us on Twitter, sexbots. Well, get me to like vote for Putin. I don't know. I don't know how this works. Um, what did we, we ha- still haven't talked about the Olympics. Olympics are coming. Yeah, well, uh, we we're still waiting on Jesse for that. Yeah, we got to wait on Jesse for that. And we got to tell Jesse's crazy story of where he is. I assume right. Well, he story. can tell that story. Yeah. Um, when do catchers and pitchers report? A month, dude. Less than a month. Less than a month. All right, we're getting there. All right, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow.